Hi, this is Kev Legs Walker, and you are about to hear a podcast of an interview that appeared on Shades of Blues here on The Cat. And there will be plenty more as we delve into the archives. Sit back and enjoy. I'm delighted to say I'm now joined on the phone by Mr. Ben Meal. Ben, are you well? I'm good, Kev. Yeah, thank you very much. You've recently released a couple of uh, singles, teasers, for a new album that's coming out later. We'll hold off on that one, but... We'll introduce you to people who may not be familiar with you, even though you have been in the business for about 20 years, haven't you? Or more? Uh, more. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my first solo album for, for Ben Real came out in 1989, so did, so, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, the 22. Over 20 years. Yeah. But I, I've been in the, in the business before then, you know, my my first band was when I back in 1989, so... <laughs> right. So what kind of band when was that young, then? When I was a young... Uh, Young kid, you know, young yeah. gas, and I should say in Ireland here. What kind of music were you playing back then? Well, you know, would have started off, you know, with first band, you know, playing covers, the Beatles covers to U2, Springsteen, and like that there, you know, and then, you know, but I would have started writing back then as well, you know, I always wanted to write, so, uh, but another couple, but the age of 19, I had a full, we had a full set of our own material, you know. Yeah. Reading the uh, reviews and the blurb about you, and there was one that says that you are influenced by different styles of music. So is that from then? From then you well, that's it. like like well, well over over uh, course of thirty years, you know, you're you discover new music all the time, and you're discovering different uh, artists and genres. You know, so you know I've went through a lot from you know from blues, soul, you know, folk. Um, you know, even Irish traditional, you know, right, right through, right over the, the course of uh, 30 years, I would have touched in a lot of, a lot of different uh, genres that I love, you know. Yeah. Most of my music is a, is a mixture of all those things, you know, kind of in the melting pot, you know. So which style or genre do you feel most comfortable with? Well, I think, I think uh, at the minute I'm comfortably being called kind of roots rock, you know, would be probably a good uh, description, you know. Mm. You know, I know in this business they always want to put you in, in a box. You know, so if they're going to put me in a in a box, I I, I, I guess it's the rich rock box. Rich rock. <laughs> Without wishing to sound cliche, did you grow up in the musical family? Uh, well, not really. Like, uh, like uh, my mother liked to sing. You know, as a hobby. You know, and uh, maybe the singing came from her side of the family, and I know from maybe my father's side of the family, maybe the writing came because uh, she. had father and sister who wrote, uh, wrote poetry and that you know so kind of got the singing from one side and the and the writing from the other side you know yeah you were saying that the first band you were in you were doing a lot of covers Beatles U2 that kind of thing so what were you listening is that the kind of stuff you were listening to in your youth oh yeah yeah like uh, back then it would have been Springsteen U2 the Beatles uh, Van Morrison you know uh, that kind of thing you know so what inspired you to search out other genres and styles? Well, just, you know, over the course of time, you, you know, you, when you discover, especially when you discover American black, you know, African-American music, you, you know, that opens a whole new door from, you know, Ray Charles to James Brown and all that stuff, you know, uh, Roy so, Orbison, and, and there was another uh, I love, love Roy Orbison singing, you know, as well. So what was the one particular track that you heard and thought, I've got to check this out? Uh, not particularly, you know. Just uh, there's so much good stuff out there, you know. I couldn't even pick pick one song that would, you know. There's not really a, you know. There's so much great, great uh, 
songs from different great artists, you know, I couldn't really put a finger on, on one particular song or moment, you know, but... You say you've been in the business 20 years and you started to make uh, a bit of a name for yourself all over the place and you've travelled far and wide and uh, one that jumped out at me looking at the notes was the Music Town Festival in Bilbao. Um, I do believe they do have quite a big blues scene over there, don't they? Uh, I don't know, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't be that f- familiar with it. I just we just we went over for one for one gig in a in a theater over there. We were booked by a, some Spanish promoter. It was a one off thing, but hopefully get back, get a chance to go back over there, you know. But I know, in, you know, the last few years, yeah, I've been all over. Um, I recorded my last album, which is the you know the current album at the minute, the Nashville Call, and then I recorded it over in Nashville. And uh, I was lucky to have. Uh, Gary Talent from the East Street Band played bass on the record, you know. I noticed that in the notes. How did that yeah. come about? Well, you know, in this business, it's who you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a friend, uh, Gary Talent was a friend of, of my friend, Tommy Womack. Uh, myself and Tommy actually toured in the UK together, you know. Tommy's yeah. a great songwriter from Nashville. So I, I, I always wanted to go over to Nashville to record an album. album and Tommy and his mate, Will Kimbrough, were going to produce it. So I said, right, Tommy, I'll come over if you can get Gary Talent on bass, you know, and he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've been to Nashville a couple of times and I'm hoping to go again. It is, they call it the music city, but it is just so full of music, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic place, you know, I love it, you know. Uh, it's been through its uh, tough times lately, you know, with the, the hurricane last year and all, mm. you know, it's, I know uh, a friend of mine lives up there and it, it just missed his house by a few feet and all around him he said it was like a bomb hit a lot of houses just flattened you know right up in the, where the you know the five spot up with the five pint there where a lot of the musicians live and yeah oh my god it was, it was really really a disaster you know well disaster zone in the past I've I've said to people who recorded albums in Memphis or Nashville or wherever that uh, did they go to those places to pick up the vibe, the atmosphere of the place and incorporate that into the album. But your album, you recorded it in just three days, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like I kind of uh, had all the songs kind of written and prepared, you know, so just went over uh, as the Nashville musicians, you know, they can just, they, they, they can do the Nashville charts, you know, and the, listen to the song once or twice and away to go, you know, it's, there's amazing musicians over there, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we just we just went for live takes, kind of, you know, the, the old-fashioned way, guys just playing in the studio in the one room, and it, it was the first time I ever did that myself, and it was brilliant. I, I loved it, you know. It was a great way to record. We've often... It should be recorded. Well, we've often said on this show that uh, if you do it that way, you can feed off each other, and sometimes something you hadn't rehearsed before just comes out and it's magical. Yeah, that's what it felt like. You know, it felt, uh, it just, uh, it felt a great a great feeling, a great buzz. You know, I suppose it was a bit like, you know, playing a late gig, you know, uh, where sometimes the magic the magic happens, you know. So do you think that's the way you will record in future then? Um, I'd like to do it again, of course, but uh, I have my own studio here at home and it's not really set up for that at the minute. And if I get... <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, well, the budget I spent on the Nashville calling, you know, was a big budget. So I said, well, my next album's going to have to be recorded at home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to make ends meet. So, uh, but, I, I'll be, but definitely it'll be something I'll do, do again in the future. But um, I'll be back to the, um, 
the next the next the, well the next studio album I'm gonna I'll do it on my own studio you know right the live album uh, live at JJ is it Smiths or Smiths yeah JJ Smiths yeah, yeah in Dublin you say sadly no longer exists I mean when did that cease to exist it closed in 2017 so it did yeah it's a big big loss to Dublin um, the the guy that was running the venue he, he was a uh, well, it was a family-run uh, venue, but the young lad, he died at, at 47, tragically, you know, and then uh, they sold it off, so it was, uh, but it was a really iconic, uh, legendary venue in Dublin, like, you know, it was any musicians that came all over the world, you know, would always sort it out, you know, as the place to go, you know? Yeah, and this album that's coming out, it was a concert that was recorded back in 2013. That's right, yeah, yeah. So and, why uh, is it taking so long to actually be released? Well, you know, I, I had the tracks, yeah, um, I, I had it sitting there on the long finger for uh, ages, and it was just because of lockdown, because I had the, actually the time to actually uh, to sit down and mix it, you know, and, and go through it, you know? Mm. Because, if you know, in normal times, you're you're always touring and stuff, and you just don't, you don't have the time to get around to these. So at least the... You know, over over the COVID lockdown, it gave me a chance to catch up on on things that I wanted to do. You know. Yeah, and I can imagine. I mean, that was seven years ago now. Well, eight eight years ago now. So, listening back to that, are there any songs on that that you want to revisit and maybe rework? Um, well, I think uh, I think the live album does that itself. You know, because it's it's a uh, version of the. Well, there's three dogs barking here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's probably uh, versions of the song. Uh, you know, the live, the live versions anywhere. You know, are different than the studio versions. Yeah. And, and I know the album did come out um, just after uh, an album called Darkness and the Light. You know, so a lot of the lot of the songs are from from that period. You know. Yeah. I'm going to let him out here. Is yes, you're the worst. The worst. Your viewers are going to be hearing my dog. <laughs> He's gone now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for that. No, you're okay. So, I mean, this might sound a bit of a strange question, but because the club no longer exists and it was so long ago, what, was it an emotional experience going back listening to those tapes? Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was good to hear, you know, that you know, the band was, the musicians I have, and my Irish band are great musicians too, you know, uh, and... It was great to hear the band. They were really cooking back then, you know. Mm. You know, we would have been doing a lot of gigs back then, and you know, the band was really, really on fire. You know, my bass player would have—he was played with Van Morrison and, and uh, Donald Lunny and all. He was the real top musicians, all the guys, you know. Mm. So, yeah, it was more. Uh, it was. Uh, it was great to go back and listen to the what we were doing. You know, the way we were playing the songs back then and stuff. You know, yeah. So you've got Nashville Calling, which came out last year. You've got the live at J.J. Smith's, which is out anytime soon. You were saying that uh, your next one you would record at home. Have you got songs lined up for that, or are you just oh, concentrating have, on this yeah. for now? No, I've, I've written a lot of songs as well over you know over the lockdown period, over the last uh, two years. So, uh, yeah, I have plans, I've plans even for... For two future albums, you know, so I have I've kind of mapped out an album for <laughs> next year and then an album for 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 twenty twenty three, you know. Yeah. So, um, there might be a, there might be one. Uh, I might release another album next year, which will be actually a mixture of another live gig and 
it's going to be kind of eight live songs and eight originals, you know. Right. And then maybe the following year, I'll do, a, you know, like a like a brand new uh, studio album of, of all, all original material, you know. Yeah. So, so I have, uh, yeah, plenty to keep me keep me busy, you know. Even though restrictions are easing and travel is opening up, it, it still must be awkward booking any tours or anything because we could just go into another lockdown and drop our hat, couldn't we? Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know. It's uh, you know, you can plan all these things, and then you don't know what's ahead. It's it's kind of things are still uncertain for for musicians, you know. You know, it's alright for every other uh, job, you know. You know, but it's, the musicians are we're the, we're the last people to get back to work really, and and we'll be the first ones that our work will stop as well, you know. Mm. Um, unfortunately, and uh, and don't get much support for it or you know backing for it. definitely in the UK, you know it's. Uh, it's been tough. But you do have some dates in the diary, don't you? Oh, yeah. Well, I have a Dutch tour coming up now, as we'll have in, in November. Um, so hopefully you know, hopefully that'll go smoothly, you know. But, you know, yeah, things are still, still a little bit uncertain, though. You know, it's not back to normal, normal, you know, where you don't have to worry, worry mm. about what's around the next corner, you know. But if people want to find out the up-to-date news about tours and releases, they can find all that on your website, yeah? Yeah, it's on the, the website, uh, yeah, benreel.com, B-E-N-R-E-E-L.com, yeah. Excellent stuff. Thank you for taking the time out to talk to us, and uh, I wish you all the best for the future. Well, thank you very much, Kev. Cheers, man. And I hope you enjoyed that little interview there, and there will be more as we record more for the show, and we are going to delve into the archives and pull some of the old ones out as well. So, plenty more to come. And, of course, if you want to hear the whole show... There is always listen again. I'll see you next time. Take care.